You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. The readings for the Ascension of the Lord today focus on the theme of departure, return, and mission. Jesus ends his time on earth with the promise that the Holy Spirit would empower his disciples to be his continued presence in the world and in history. Two key aspects of this transfer of power and mission stand out in Luke's account of the ascension in the Acts of the Apostles and in his gospel. Both of them have to do with how and where to find Jesus at work after his departure from earth. First, the apostles aren't asked or expected to build a shrine or to remain focused on the spot where he ascended. Jesus wasn't disappearing into heaven, never to be seen or felt or heard from again. He was going ahead of them into the world where they will find him and where he will use them to spread the good news. Luke makes this clear after Jesus' resurrection when the angels at the tomb tell the women to tell the apostles that the risen Christ has gone before them to Galilee where they will see him. Or in today's gospel, when Jesus tells them to remain in the city and wait for the promise of his Father, the Holy Spirit, the power from on high. Waiting is an important part of our faith life. In fact, in the prayer that the priest says at every Mass right after the Our Father, we hear, Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to realize that this waiting isn't a passive action, but one of active participation. It's a lot like a runner in the starting blocks, waiting and anticipating the start of the race. Second, after the ascension in the Acts of the Apostles, we have messengers confront the apostles who are gazing up into the clouds and asking them, men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking up at the sky? It's as if they're saying, quit wasting time and just standing around. Get going. There's work to be done. Sure, the apostles were dumbfounded, incredulous, and amazed that their Lord, the Christ, their Messiah, was leading them again, though this time more triumphantly, but leading them nonetheless. It's almost like a scene from a science fiction movie. Jesus, who was crucified and then appeared to his disciples, and proves that he's risen from the dead by eating and speaking with them for 40 days, is now suddenly taken up to heaven while he's still talking with the disciples, promising to clothe them with power if they stay in the city of Jerusalem, a power that they will certainly need later. This was someone they loved, their Lord, their Messiah, their friend, and they were left standing there, not knowing at first what or how to feel, leaving them to ask themselves, when and where in the world will we see you again? But they would indeed see him again. During his earthly ministry, 
Jesus could only be in one place at a time, but his ascension allowed him to break the chains that restricted his movement in our world. It doesn't simply represent his removal from earth, but rather his constant presence everywhere on earth. Now that he's united with God, he's present wherever God is present. And that, my friends, is everywhere. Matthew 25 makes it clear that Jesus is now present in the hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the naked, the ill, and the imprisoned. We also know that he's present and active in every faith community, in the sharing of the scriptures and in the breaking of the bread. He's present in the baptized members of his body, sent to continue his redemptive mission and to witness to him in lives of love and service. In essence, the apostles and us will find Jesus within us and among us. When Jesus ascended back from where he came from, back to heaven, to the right hand of God, he only asked his disciples, his friends, to do one thing. He asked them to be his witnesses. And he asks us to do the same. To help the disciples and us to bear witness to him, Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit, the very love of God, the power that can transform our heart and our world. Other than that promise, he gave no other assurances. But that promise was reassuring enough and would give them the courage and strength to face whatever difficulties lay ahead. A sense of the presence of Christ, the power of the Spirit, doesn't magically change our lives, but it can give us the courage to face our world and make a difference in it. When Jesus first left the disciples after his crucifixion, they were very down and dejected. Luke tells us that all of his friends and the women who had accompanied him from Galilee were standing at a distance and watching everything. And then they left, beating their breasts. But now, when Jesus leaves them again, this time to return to the Father, they are filled with joy and continually praise God. Wow, what a change. You see, the ascension of the risen Jesus into heaven is an occasion not of great sadness because he has left us, but of great joy that he has blessed us and promised us the Holy Spirit that will empower us to bring the world the good news of the forgiveness of sins and the promise of eternal life. That where he is going, we too may follow to our Father's heavenly home where a room has already been prepared for us. Physically, Jesus has returned to heaven, but his presence and all that it stands for remains very much alive in the prayer and worship of the community of believers. He first came into the world in the body of a man, then in a glorified, resurrected body that the first disciples didn't immediately recognize. Now he promises to be with them and us forever in the Holy Spirit the power from on high. This is the love of God that was given to them at Pentecost and was given to each of us at our own baptisms. In the gospel, 
Jesus tells his friends that they will be clothed with power from on high. In our own baptism, we hear the words, you have become a new creation and have clothed yourself in Christ. Well, there's an old saying that clothes make the man, and that isn't very far from the truth. By putting on Christ, being clothed with power from on high, we are called to be Christ to the world. Even though Jesus left us physically, we don't live without him today. He's present to us in a new way, through the power of his spirit. He's present in a new body, in the church, the body of Christ. In and through us, the church, Jesus continues to heal and to comfort, to forgive and to include. We haven't been left alone. We have his power, the same power with which he performed the miracles when he walked the earth. We haven't been left alone. We have each other. We have his word and we have the sacraments. Together, we make up the new body of Christ and through him, with him, and in him, we are able to answer the call to go and be his witnesses. With the celebration of the Ascension today, we now enter that same interval of prayer and discernment as the disciples while awaiting the promise of Pentecost. We have one week, a full week, to wonder what it can mean for us to fully welcome the power of the Holy Spirit into our lives. We live in a world that's torn by trouble and division, both inside our country and abroad. Fear and distrust have infected our politics and social media. Yet Jesus tells us that fear is useless and doubt only paralyzes us. The promise of Pentecost calls us to gather instead of scatter, to unite rather than divide, to bring hope and healing instead of despair and destruction. Pentecost brings about a new creation, signaling the end of an old, tired world of conflict and injustice and the possibility of a new and better world for everyone. But it takes us to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and to be witnesses in the world, to be the change we hope for, to be Christ's presence to those we encounter. I invite you to please join me in praying for the coming of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Let the life you live be the gospel preached in his name. Let the forgiveness you bring make him real to the world. Let others know about your friend, Jesus. Mm -hmm.